Chai. Hello, folks. It's Wildcat Minute, where we talk about High School Musical 3, senior year, one minute at a time. I'm Condra. And I'm Tyler. And we're the Amateur Nerds, in case I forget to say it every so often. <laughs> it's the name of the feed. Yeah. Today we're talking about Minute 6 of High School Musical 3, senior year. Minute 6 starts out with Coach Bolden saying, come on, Troy kind of in a slow motion, like Troy's just getting out of his, his little doozy time, and ends with Coach Bolton calling Rocket Man. <laughs> oh boy, we'll, we'll talk about the Rocket Man at the end of the minute, but we have a lot to discuss here. So much. This is such a heavy minute. Well, not heavy, but packed. We're still in the middle of the song Now or Never. Correct. Which is sort of a song it has like rhythms and and melodies to it it doesn't necessarily cohese together but sure it's a song yeah it's it's a lot of little songs that they chained into one they were like okay we have all these little ideas of how to pull this scene together when coach bolton says come on troy it sounds like he's saying come on troy as in you messed up or you need to get it together not I think Come it on, is a, Troy, you, as in you just fell over and I'm rooting for you to, like, get up. I think it's a you need to get it together because Troy's a little woozy. He's like, Come on, Troy, you're captain. Lead the but team. That's the, but that's not fair to Troy. He just got pushed over and he's like, Come on, Troy, you're better than that. It's like, he, no. He, yeah. He just got he's knocked Coach over. Bolton in the moment, not Dad <laughs> Bolton. Um, I just felt like the wrong take to use. It doesn't help that it was slowed down, I think, too. Yeah. And so, yeah, Troy is kind of wobbly. And then we get this sort of big wide shot of the crowd. Beautiful wide shot. <laughs> and it turns out everyone in the crowd has one of those, like, like panel cards yeah. that you hold up. And when everybody holds them up at the same time, it makes a shape. A picture. A picture. But not and just not just are there posters happening. Our mascot friend is having a good time oh. as well. Yeah, yeah, the mascot's also just doing like backflip, backflip, backflip. Yeah, yeah, a chain of backflips down the entire length of the court. Long way, it's not short way. And they didn't have to do that because your eyes are already looking at the big crowd of people doing the thing with the signs. Tyler, not this the is mascot. A, this is a theatrical release. We're going big. And then we're going home. We're not at home right now. We're going to have to go home after it. Yeah, you're right. It's still way too much work for a high school, like a high school auditorium. Like, I don't know if I've ever seen that everybody holds up signs and it makes a shape live or on TV, like, or at a real sports event on TV. Like, it feels like something that's only in movies. Well, we have the argument that Troy is hallucinating because he just got shooken up and there is a weird break in lighting in realism. Is this another just inside of Troy's head moment? Well, I think we're meant to assume that the, the cards thing is real. <laughs> the, the poster thing is real. But Gabriella popping out out of the middle of it to do a bad, I, I, this part is iconic for a different reason, and we'll talk about that in a few minutes. But the lines, if I read them flat to you, sound so silly. 
All right. Yeah, we can get there in a second. So, yes, um, in case people don't remember. Yeah. As the people are holding up the signs, suddenly amongst the crowd, we see Gabriella in a white dress, <laughs> not matching the color scheme of everybody else who decided to wear red to this event. Well, the other one of the other colors is white. She's a specter in his mind, in his heart, singing to her. <laughs> she couldn't even get like the West Side Story Maria red sash around the middle. Though. No. <laughs> so this is the moment after Troy has been knocked over. He stood up. He's kind of gazing around woozily. And the crowd does this. And then, as you said, the lights suddenly go dim. Troy's kind of looking up in the stands. Gabriella screams, Troy! <laughs> Not only is he like looking up in the stance, he is cold, clear, calm, collected. Like Troy has regained anything that was knocked out of him. He is a <laughs> completely different person in this shot. She just screams Troy though. Troy. Like it is Yeah. Yeah. Like it's high. There's like some m- melody to it or some some musicality to it, but it's it's just Troy. She just says Troy really long. <laughs> Yeah, like it is a note. It's like the whoa at the end of Matilda right before um, Revolting Children, like the start, Bruce's whoa. You are right, but I was going to say it's more like um, Captain Hammer and Dr. Horrible mm. when he unfreezes from the unfreezes, freeze ray yeah. and, he can, and he finishes the last line of the song, way, and it's like, wait a second, that feels like it's in the wrong key now because e- we just had a whole other thing go in between yeah yeah <laughs> it's a little messy that's, that's a that's a deep cut for the people that have listened to the <laughs> evil podcast of evil segment of our show from three years ago <laughs> was it just three years ago i thought it was longer it was in 2020 how time doesn't make any sense anymore <laughs> i'm done Good night, folks. So Gabriella screams Troy, and then they have this sort of like dimmed lights similar to get your head in the game. Why am I feeling so wrong? My head's in the game, but my heart's in the song. Yeah. And there's this moment between Troy and Gabriella. Gabriella, who's also like way up in the stands. She is Again. like, yeah, nowhere near Mrs. Bolton and Mr. Danforth. Nowhere near Kelsey. We don't see your anyone. boyfriend is the the captain of the basketball team. You can show up early and get a good seat. Girl. Or, you know, I'm sure Mrs. Bolton would have held her a spot. Oh, that'd be cute if they were friends. So this exchange, <laughs> I really just want to read this exchange. No, flat. yeah, yeah, nef- definitely read it. I just wanted to get the setup. Okay, yeah. what do they say back and forth? Troy, right now I can hardly breathe. Oh, you can do it. Just know that I believe. And that's all I really need. Then come on, make me strong. It's time to turn it up, game on. The sticking out line for me is really make me strong. That's like a classic. <laughs> I It weird. doesn't make any sense for their relationship, though. Like, knowing these two, Troy does depend on Gabriella, but, like, not basketball related. He needs, like, confidence to talk to people. Like... He's got his basketball. <laughs> he, he's good there. That's his one good place. Like, he doesn't need Gabriella. It makes him seem really clingy. Like, yeah, 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 I yeah. I don't like it for Troy. It's, it's, a, weird, it's a weird codependency thing. 
Um, maybe his maybe his love for Gabriella is like what takes him from uh, like a ninety five percent efficiency to a ninety nine percent efficiency. Anyone like anyone can be a good basketball player, but the motivation to be a great basketball player, you need a little extra push. You need a, like an emotional spark, maybe to take you over that edge. Okay. So like the Titans motivation to win the championship after Captain got injured. Um so yes, and remember the Titans after Gary. Thank you. Um, I couldn't remember Gary's name. In a car accident, they have that little bit of extra motivation to be like we need to do this for Gary. Mhm. Troy does his things for Gabriella. Like he's got a picture of her in the back of his locker maybe. I'm sure he does. Because he's a sap. Uh, He has so many pictures of her in his room. So um, this moment is also quite well known and went on the Tumblr blogs and what have you. Because there's famously a flipped bird. If you pause on Gabriella just as she's popping out of the little posters, the the person that's right next to her, when you see their hand flipping, the only finger you can see is the middle one. Oh, so it's accidental, theoretically. Who knows? <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> Someone could be like, this is my moment. I'm next to Vanessa Hudgens. I will be in this. Sh- my hand will be in this shot. Hey, that's me. I'm the one giving the middle finger. Yeah. He- yeah. All movie extras have a New York accent. I don't know if you know this. I, I did, actually. I did know that. <laughs> I'm going to be in the pictures. They're, they're just part of Newsies. They have transported yeah. from Newsies <laughs> into every movie. That was the time you seized the day. That was the time you seized the day. Yeah, so, so this little exchange, in the way in the past we've questioned whether or not this is like a real song really happening... This moment feels so disassociated from the rest of the scene because, like, it it immediately cuts back to the signs being flipped to saying go, and then, like, cheerleaders are dancing. Like, the noise level just gets louder, like. Yeah, that was a good twist with the signs that they actually have two sides on them. One's a base red side and one's a base white side. And the fact that the whole audience knows what side to do it on and there's no mistakes. What if it's the mascot solid. had like motioned? He like held up a sign and then started doing the backflips to go and co- like. I bet that's the mascot leading that charge. Um, I would imagine there's like a like a, a sign captain that maybe works with the mascot, but or maybe the one of the band people because yeah, you see like the that. band. There's like a there's like a leader in the audience that's like a cheer leader, but not a not a cheer leader. But maybe the cheerleader is the cheerleader. I don't Martha? Yeah, maybe. Um, but no, for sure this minute with the with Gabriella standing up, it is it's it's whiplash. I mean like Yeah, it, it's it's like we were wild. saying in the last in the last episode or two episodes ago, like it it would feel really weird to all of a sudden have Gabriella or Kelsey or Sharpay suddenly be in this scene. And here's And that's she exactly is. what they do is they just throw Gabriella in and you're like, this is way too weird and forced. And also the, the song just like stops being a song. Mm-hmm. Uh, like this interlude does not do anything. It's 
yeah. impossible to sing along to or have any fun with. It's yeah. just it exists and then and then it's over and it moves on. It would be a poor radio song. The minute also makes a, a weird choice where, you know, we've got this sort of like dropped out quiet moment and Troy's about to make one or two free throws. He only makes one in this minute, although it seems like he should have made two. But maybe it was an and one. I think it would have been an and one because he had bucketed it, fell. He and made then the he, shot he and then the got sh- fouled? Yeah. Okay, I didn't see him make the shot. I only see him, saw him got fouled. I, I think he made the shot. I, I'm assuming he made the shot. But because it's weird Troy that Bolton. like they they didn't keep the moment of quiet for during the free throw. Instead, they're like Gabriella and Troy stop singing to each other, and it goes like back to like drumline excitement. And then he shoots a free throw, and they're like ba- action is back on. But he says game on. Use that internal like like logistical diegetic form of actual sports tension of like a free throw. Everything becomes quiet and relaxed for a moment in a game that's normally fast and intense. Like, use that to your advantage. (laughs) No, I don't disagree with you there, but I also think it's effectiveness to spur the time because the time is running. We have less than a minute left, and they're down by one. (laughs) I know. Well, this is is the other absurd part. Like, okay, we've now played the entire second half at this point. Yeah, we have. And we've caught up (laughs) the 20-point deficit that we we were behind. So clearly, well, maybe the the moment of time and space that Troy, like maybe Troy left the bench for a few. No, that wouldn't make sense. Never mind. I'm trying to think of how time <laughs> passed so quickly, but I, I got nothing. I do. I think it works to to go right back into the music, because if not, that break would be unbearable. Like that would add another four or five seconds into this like silence basically and the cheer like the cheering they're not saying anything at this point they're like we're gonna tear it up we're one we're gonna win like they're they're not saying anything anyways this is hardly a song at this point yeah we do get a little bit more of the like back and forth with the cheerleaders in the background which i think it's yeah we're doing it right yeah which is is weird now because like I don't know West High Nights you kind of blew a twenty point lead. Are you doing it right? Uh, seems like you're doing it wrong. But the cheerleaders have to stay positive. That's part of their yes. job. So really, it's just Troy makes his free throw, and then immediately it cuts to Chad taking a charge. Yeah. On the other side of the court. So for you non basketball fans, when an offensive player commits a foul against a defensive player, which is possible the defense then gets the ball. So sort of you take a charge when like an offensive player bumps into you and you fall to the ground to emphasize like, hey, they were acting too rough and I was just playing normal defense. Chad does the classic basketball defense pose in which he stands with his shoulders, with his feet shoulder length apart and his arms kind of crossed in front of him. So there, it's very clear he does not touch him. He doesn't move like he's like a stone. Yeah, and it's just something that doesn't happen a lot at like the middle and high school level of basketball. Mm-hmm. Um, it takes like a it takes a level of like body awareness to be like, oh, if I if I set myself up like this, um, I can position myself as a sort of like defenseless human statue. Yeah, and then anything that happens to me is not my fault. 
Well, it makes sense that it's Chad doing it and not just some like random person we haven't seen because Chad is known to be of equal, if not better, skill to Troy. Like Chad's a Chad. Chad's Chad. <laughs> so, um, and not only does he get fouled, but I love the little like kickflip he does to get up. Like he gets oh, yeah, so he does excited. A kip up. Yeah. yeah. It's like, oh, Corbin Blue. Letting Corbin Blue shine. There's also a nice moment of like dramatic tension where like the guy he falls gets- over and then they're like, what's going to happen? And then the ref does the charge motion, which is like sticking your fist out. Yeah. And everyone goes like, yeah, you did it. Except the West High Knight who like goes towards Chad is like, are you kidding me? I didn't foul you. <laughs> and Zeke has to like not break them up because Chad wasn't going to go for it. But like, it's like, calm down, dude. Like Zeke being that calming presence that everyone deserves in their life. But it really is a jolting minute because it's like, okay, Troy gets fouled and then like looks at Gabriella and then all of a sudden it's the end of the game and we're down by one and like things are happening. <laughs> Timeout is called. The cheerleaders kind of go onto the court, which threw me off. Like it's not 100% clear when the ref makes the call that Coach Bolton calls for a timeout, or maybe the other team does. It's unclear who calls the timeout, but the cheerleaders like moved onto the court. I don't know if you notice in in that like cutaway to them. There's a lot of cutaways to the cheerleaders, and sometimes they do not make sense. It's like, where did they go? Um, how did they get there? They're on the court now. <laughs> <laughs> well, how did I get here? Yeah. I don't exactly know what you're talking about. It's not unusual for cheerleaders to do something on the court during a timeout. But it's not clear it's a timeout until, like, it cuts away from the cheer. Like, you think, oh, the gate, the clock is still running. Like, I think we're meant to assume that, like, between that, like, scene of Chad taking the charge and the timeouts huddle, like, maybe some more time went by and it wasn't an immediate. T- taking the charge to timeout huddle instant moment. Mm. But who knows? This movie is weirdly edited already. <laughs> so we we then go into the timeout. Or sorry, do you, do you have something? I was going to say, other than like the fast editing, they've actually done a better job of like making it look and feel like basketball than in previous movies. So. I agree. <laughs> Except for what we're talking about in this timeout, which is that Troy is being triple teamed yeah. and he can't get a shot off. So in case you're you're unbasketballed at home, there are only 10 people on the court. Yeah, five, five on each, for each side, team. which means that the other team is using three, more than half of their on-court players to guard Troy. Which means there's almost certainly two open players also on the court. At all times. Although... It's also possible that they're just playing a zone defense. Yeah. And Troy is just misunderstanding what's going on. Because <laughs> he's so caught up in it. He's so rattled from his fall. So, yeah. So, Troy, it's it's the assumption is, and Coach Bolton says, you're two points away from winning. They're actually down by one point. Mm-hmm. So, they're two points away from getting the win. They only need one point to tie. That's how that works, and, right? And if you're the home team, you don't necessarily play for the win. You you often will play for the tie. But if you're only down by one, it doesn't really make a difference. Yeah. Also, like, if Troy's getting triple teamed, like, get fouled, dude. Yeah. Like. <laughs> Chad and Zeke are on the court with you. Like, figure it out. Like, I'm sorry. <laughs> you're, you're doing something wrong if you're complaining about getting triple teamed. Although, 
probably for Troy, it's exhausting. Like, 16 minutes of... We've not seen him off the court in that entire time. Like, I guess the problem is, if Troy is the center of your offense, and all of a sudden you have to build an offense around not giving Troy the ball, that can be a little frustrating. Like, Yeah, but you also have talented players besides Troy that could yeah. be utilized. We saw Zeke make a three-pointer. Yeah. yeah. Chad has had some moves. He stole a ball. Yeah, and there, and there should be some give and go. Like, the the thing with basketball is, like, even if you're covered, like, there's always changes going around. There's always situational awareness. You can always get open. Mm-hmm. So Troy suggests the plan of strategically putting in a player known as the Rocket Man. <laughs> What do you want to do, Captain? How about we put in the Rocket Man? <laughs> and Coach Bolton's face is a little surprised that they're going for Rocket Man. We will see why in the next minute, so I don't want to spoil much. But what do you think this means, Tyler? I mean, I'm assuming that the Rocket Man is like the short kid that was in the locker room with them that looked like he was 14 years old. He was in the locker room scene. like yeah. When you're watching it a minute at a time, you see these you see these people in the background. You don't think it's Elton John? I don't think it's Elton John, although it would be cool if he had like crazy sunglasses on in this moment and he like yeah. took them off. Like or if like Miss Darbus was in the audience, like the Rocket Man, Elton John? And then you go like, no, silly, the Rocket Man, because he can jump really high. So you're assuming <laughs> this is gonna be a big jumpy play. Well, this is what's confusing because they're putting in the Rocket Man, but they imply that putting in this other player will help Troy get the ball. No, he's saying like, just get me the ball. Like it's not that this person's gonna help them get the ball him get the ball. For whatever this is to work, Troy needs to get the ball. So Troy needs to get the ball. Based on where the minute cuts off, it makes it sound like putting Rocket Man in will somehow distract the coverage. And make other people want to cover the Rocket Man so that Troy can be more open. Okay. But I guess if the joke worth doing is like, oh, they put a short kid in, but he's going to like alley-oop it to the short kid who can jump really high and dunk it, then whatever. Yeah, that's that's yeah. cool. I well, bet that's going to be great. Well, Coach Bolton's like, are you sure you want him? Like, there was an emphasis on Troy's abilities versus Rocket Man. In, in his questioning. So I can't reveal any more, but uh, this the is... Minute, the minute truly cuts off perfectly because yeah. the, the, the other players like back away from the shot in like a dramatic way of revealing presumably a kid on the opposite end of the bench who is the rocket man. And the, the minute like cuts off like right before we actually see who it is. So it's actually like one of those good moments of... Movies by Minute podcasting where yeah. you get like a weird dramatic tension thing that's not like phoned in. Like, what do you think the end of the sentence was when it's obvious? Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to this basketball game being over and this song being over, I guess. Yeah, I get that. Um, especially because, you know, the halftime speech was good, but we kind of lost a lot of the tension with the with the being down by 20 because oh, they're they're back up. Or down by one point again. That's yeah. why I said at halftime, like they could have just been down by 10 or even lost lost the lead at the very end of halftime. Yeah, no, I don't disagree with you, but I also <laughs> think it's like comically funny that they were down by so much and now they're down by one. 
I, I, the Gabriella thing is just really a shell shock. Like, mm-hmm. it's rough. But, oh, the other thing we didn't mention, um, when she says, I, oh, I just know that I believe she holds on to her tea necklace, presumably. She, like, holds up to her, her necklace and presu- I'm just guessing it's the tea necklace. I didn't mention that earlier. Yeah, tea is in Troy. Exactly. Con, do you want to do a decom of the week segment? Sure. So, decom of the week segment in which Tyler's going to present some sort of film, Disney film to me in some variety, and I will have to either make it up, guess. Generally, I don't know what's about to happen. We need to come up with a better name for the segment because it's no longer decoms. It's yeah. the it's the Disney Disney movie of the week. The the DM what? of the week. <laughs> the Disney theatrical release of the week. The DTR. The DTR OTW. <laughs> <laughs> but they're not always theatrical, too. I plan on going back to some decoms. Okay, yeah, I guess decom just the Disney movie of the week. The DMOTW, I suppose. All right. Anyway, Condra, I've isolated a 1951 nature documentary that was released by the Disney movie company. Oh, boy. This movie is a 33-minute two-reel picture, not technically a feature-length film, but it fit on two reels of film. It was presented with Alice in Wonderland when that Mm. movie was released in theaters. This was the sort of pre-Psycho era where you would just go to the movie theater and show up at whatever time and watch whatever assemblage of things were showing, which would include the feature and a newsreel and a short and maybe a nature thing. And so this is one of those. It won the Oscar for best short subject in 1952. Okay. Um, This is a nature documentary. However, Condra, I'm not going to tell you the title. You will have to find which of the titles is the real title among the list of fake titles that I have also compiled. All right. I was going to say, because you know I know a little bit about the nature documentaries. We've both watched In Beaver Valley. And Seal Island we've watched, too. Or I've watched, at least. Okay. I never watched Seal Island. This is um, in the same, like, genre of those. Okay. Literally, they are, they're, all, they're all part of the same, like, series. Yep. No, I'm I know. blanking. What's that series called, though? Adventure? Does... Disney Adventures, Adventureland. It's what inspired Adventureland in the parks. And most of them are directed by the same guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and his name is James Algar. Um, True Life Adventures is um, the name of the like series of nature documentaries. Thank you. All right. So here we go. This is the list of titles. Yonder in the Yukon. Ready for Reptiles. Leaf Us Alone. The Mighty Mississippi. Pandemonium, the horse, of course, the feats of the farm, joys of the jungle, fishing nets, how do they work, the American backyard, nature's half acre, bug beauty, prairie prayers, bye-bye bison, the Rocky Mountains, America's greatest peaks. That was a colon in between that. I got that. Um, Tales of the treetops, the frozen tundra, Beware Bears, Sunset in the Great Lakes, Coast to Coast, Desert, colon, Dry and Destitute, 
Explore Outside Your Door. New Discoveries of Tennessee. A Window to the World or Rodent Roundup. Okay, um, because you always present way too many for my brain. <laughs> can we go again? That's the joke. <laughs> can we go again slower and I will knock off the ones I know it's not and maybe. Can you mark my maybes though so we remember that yeah. I've said maybe to that one? Yeah. Yonder in the Yukon. Maybe. Ready for reptiles. No. Leave us alone. Heck no. <laughs> the mighty Mississippi. See, possible subject, but I feel like not the title. So no. Uh, I mean, <laughs> we're in the era where Disney was making Tom Sawyer and uh, I Finn know movies, that's why. That's why I was like <laughs> pandemonium. Possible? No. I know. Too obvious. The horse, of course. No. Feats of the farm. Potential. I'm going to put that as a maybe. Joys of the jungle. No. Fishing nets. How do they work? No. That's a that's a, a riff on the Insane Clown Posse song, Magnets. How do they work? <laughs> yeah, no. I was like, that was definitely a no. <laughs> I knew that one. The right American away. Backyard. Maybe. Nature's Half Acre. No. Bug Beauty. No. <laughs> Prairie Prayers. No. Bye Bye Bison. No. The Rocky Mountains call in America's greatest peaks. Maybe. <laughs> Tales of the Treetops. No. The Frozen Tundra. Maybe. Beware Bears. No. Sunset in the Great Lakes. No. Coast to Coast. Maybe. Desert call in dry and destitute. No. <laughs> Explore outside your door. No. <laughs> Come on. That one should be, though, right? I don't think so. <laughs> Maybe like a modern, like uh, a Mickey Mouse cartoon today. New discoveries of Tennessee. <laughs> no. I was trying to think of what the funniest state for that would be. I almost did Maine, New Discoveries of Maine, but but one syllable name isn't punchy enough. Wyoming? <laughs> no, Wyoming doesn't feel funny enough. I don't know. They have dinosaurs, um, though. A Window to the World. Maybe. And Rodent Roundup. No. <laughs> okay, so your, Mary's, your maybes were Yonder in the Yukon, The Feats of the Farm, the American Backyard, the Rocky Mountains, colon, America's Greatest Peaks, and Coast to Coast, and A Window to the World. Okay. So there are a couple. Feats of the Farm gives such strong living with the land vibes. And I think <laughs> I'm just gravitating towards that one because of that. So I'm going to actually knock that one out and I'm like reset myself. I think it's right. the Yukon one, to be honest. Um, Yonder in the Yukon? Yeah, because I do remember they did a Yukon special they did a yukon documentary but i don't or something of that region but i don't remember and i'm gonna just go with yukon and and end the game so not the american backyard not the rocky mountains america's greatest peaks frozen tundra coast to coast a window to the world ah frozen tundra is a good one too though this was 51 Hmm. no 
coast to coast. This was part of when I was writing this game was I couldn't remember when Alaska was incorporated. (laughs) (laughs) Earlier than this. Not by much, but a little bit. Um, Okay. uh, Yeah, I think think I'm going to go with... uh, Yukon, just because... Yonder in the Yukon? Yeah, because I do know Walt had a thing for that area or the country, and 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 it gives off the same vibes. Condra, based on your 1 in 25 chances, unfortunately, you were wrong. No way. <laughs> um, the correct answer was nature's half acre. Really? <laughs> yep. Wow. What was that one on? Actually, when I wrote The American Backyard, that was kind of a similar vibe. So well, I put them next to each other. Yeah. It's it's kind of supposed to be like ground level, like smaller stuff. So it's about bees and birds and Ooh. bugs, kind of. Okay. So living with the land vibes. <laughs> yeah, this is, I mean, this is the sort of era like they have, like, you know, your first instinct is to do the big stuff and the biomes you also have like these cameras that are capable of getting like vast detail of like smaller subjects Mm. and it's easier to portray something that is like sort of in everyone's backyard yeah as opposed to like showing something exotic like showing something close to home i guess that you you want to try to hit both of those well it's interesting now that you've meant like say that that's what it's about it's very interesting that it was paired with Alice in Wonderland. Yeah, that, well, other than Alice in Wonderland being British, although. But there's yeah, the whole golden afternoon. There are the, the butterflies that are made out of. Well, to- well, what is Alice in Wonderland but like exploring your backyard, but like to the extreme. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, like I said, it actually won a short feature Oscar. It's on Disney Plus and looks like it's on YouTube. Oh, cool. In Beaver Valley is also on Disney Plus. Like a lot of those yeah. old nature things are. Oh yeah. It 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 has a it has a score, presumably some like silly sound effects. Mm-hmm. You know, old oh, nature documentary. I realized last week with Moon Pilot, that is not on Disney Plus. So I did want yeah. to let just let the, let the okay. folks at home. Okay. Thank know. you for the correction. Yeah, you're welcome. All right. Anything else that you want to say, Condra? Well, now I kind of want to go watch this and see what they said about bees at back then, because like, <laughs> hashtag save the bees still. Yeah. All right. All right. Save the bees. Any other social causes you want to plug? Um, or just our own social media our, accounts? How about our own social media accounts instead of social causes? Because <laughs> there, there are many I would recommend to people. <laughs> Myriad. <laughs> so if you are interested in following us on social media you can find us on the twitter and on instagram at amateur nerds follow us on tumblr at wildcat minute you can also send us an email to amateur nerds present at gmail.com yeah let us know your favorite disney nature documentary did you go see the flamingo one in like 2011 mm, bears pandas beware bears <laughs> no just bears there was the panda one uh, <laughs> what else <laughs> A uh, special thanks to our artist, Theo Golden, at T. Golden Art on Instagram. And our musician, Joe Winslow, whom you can find at joewinslowmusic.com. Hey, it's been Condra. And I've been Tyler. We'll see you next week to find out if the rocket man burns up his fuse up here alone. You can bet on it. <laughs>